the Fanboy Planet Podcast, and here's your host, Derek McCaw. Thank you very much. This is Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com. We are podcasting on, uh, let's say, the 12th, isn't it? It is the 12th. Uh, January, Wednesday, January 12th, from Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real Suite 104 in Santa Clara, California. To my left, my fabulous announcer, Lon Lopez, yes, who seems in a rather mellow mood tonight. Are you feeling mellow? He's got a warm head. Um, yes. All right. And across, podcast producer and moral compass. Rick Brett Snyder. Excellent. All right. Well, we've got a, a lot of uh, comics news, movie news, uh, television. I don't know necessarily news, but certainly reactions to things that have happened this week. Uh, and let's begin with comics. Okay. Anything you guys uh, know about? Um, I did a page count on D- on DC Comics. Did you? And Actually, what did you through. come up with? Uh, okay, I checked. I did a spot check on uh, Doc Savage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So 20 pages of story, straight right, up, 20 right, pages. As they promised, for two ninety nine, And then like six pages of advertisements for the DC Universe <laughs> series, uh, the, that the same online series. That yeah, last, the one that's that in every last. issue. So you're this, still getting 26 pages of comics. Yeah, so. more right. if you count the two-page spread with all the heroes on it right. advertising well, not, the, I mean, the point letter is pages. They, they promised that 20 pages of story for two ninety nine. They're yeah. not uh, causing you to... And arguably uh, they don't have... They, they, they just create that one insert once and it goes mm-hmm. in every book. Yeah, so... There but they did go. eliminate. They did eliminate the backup in that that book at least. The uh, oh, Doc Savage had Justice Incorporated, right? It used to have Justice Incorporated, and they don't I, have it anymore. I think the story ended. I think that. Uh, and I okay. wasn't really all that excited about no, the stories I, they I were telling. Think, I, I like the originals better. I don't think their update. It of, wasn't working for me. Some characters just belong in their time periods. Yeah, it's like it's hard to really envision the shadow, per se, in two thousand or Howdy Doody. Uh, yeah, that'd be hard to say. Uh, Howdy Doody in the t- in 2010 or a 2011. I'm sorry, it's like signing a check, dating yes. your checks. You've got to update. You've got to update. Um, so uh, the big things, uh, and I don't know how much of an impact. Actually, I don't know this has much impact on retailers. But Archie Comics has taken their is taking their whole line to day and date. We must be the only podcast that covers this much Regularly Archie. Regularly covers Archie. I was thinking that too when I but saw it on Arch- the list. Every week we cover Archie. They, they, they've just had some We are your Archie, some some Archie your, Central your, your Station. We are your one-stop Archie shop. Your Archie nemesis, if you will. I'm stunned that they're actually um, giving the... the uh, I don't know, just that like the, the popularity is so high that uh, Kevin Keller, their first uh, gay character, is getting a solo title already. And they're going uh, day and date digital. This is why it's newsworthy. They have du- just taken these... Uh, Archie's at the foreground of comics. Their entire line in April will be released on digital comics at the same as the same time as the regular, uh, I guess you say, newsstand or store comics, print comics. Yeah. Um, which beats both DC and Marvel in that concept. Um, they've done... DC and Marvel have both done individual day-and-date releases, like Justice League Generation Lost, that Iron Man annual. Batman Beyond, number one last week, uh, was released uh, day-and-date. 
so on digital comics as right. well. But never the whole line. Uh, this, uh, that's what I do. Lon right now is enjoying a cupcake, and he's not going to. What are you talking about? Until it's it's a little. It's uh, like it's it's kind of an R-rated ooh, cupcake. Enjoying it's good. Yeah. We'll be go, we'll be going back to Lon for updates on the deliciousness of that cupcake. Giving him sugar, good idea. Maybe, maybe he'll talk. Mm. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Thanks, Eric. Please go on. Yeah, I don't know. That's. <laughs> Hey, it's whatever. very chocolatey and moist. Yeah, uh huh. There we go. Mm. Digital Archie, though, are they doing motion comics too? Like uh, the Archie? I, don't, I, don't I want to think see so. like Archie oh, sauntering down the hallways of Riverdale. Do we need uh, you know, the claws? I think one of the one of the uh, appeals of Archie is it's increasing something inside skills. this. Really? Mm. Oh, pineapple inside a chocolate. I bit into my cupcake and it had a surprise for me. <laughs> You're not that bleeding. Is, and, uh, for Thank once, God it was a fruit, though. For once, this was not a euphemism. And not a finger. Part. Yeah. Yes. Oh, well, we're not at Wendy's. Mm. Um, so, uh, anyway, that's just kind of the Archie news for the week, and I promise... I'll, do you want to have, like, <laughs> we an put Archie that up front. Free, do Archie you want to have fans. an Archie-free month? <laughs> Long, no, you, I think you you've established that? it now that now we have to have Archie it's kind every of week. And we have to put it right up front for the Archie listeners so that now there they know go. when to we're bail. We're trying to get to a, a wider demographic. Right. Oh, no. And there are pe- oh, oh no, man down. <laughs> oh, no. Was that a piece of pineapple or just uh, crumbs that Eric, have gone on your chest? take my headphones off. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to get chocolate on his hoodie. I, I got my hands in oh, his. I've got to go. I'll be right back. We have, oh, but look at the mess you've made on this table. Look at the mess I made on myself. Oh, my gosh. This is... It's too bad this isn't video. It's, uh, it's actually... It, it's... It's you, actually worse when we have sweets than when we have alcohol. You see, ta- <laughs> you see better and neater table manners from we, my six-year-old son than from, I do or from, from a drunken. So uh, Eric's son starts feeding him. Is he is he on solid? He is on solid, but is he feeding yeah. himself? Or are you guys uh, still? He attempts to. Okay, see, so on a scale of one to lawn, <laughs> <laughs> is your uh, is your uh, infant son uh, a better eater? Then what we just watched, Lon Lopez. Do? We need to qualify. But better, does more food actually make <laughs> it into his mouth, or uh, you know, than on him? Uh, I would say it's about even. Okay. 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 Well, the bar has been set. There you go. We now know. You do okay. have an overachieving child. Yeah. That is true. Gifted. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's okay. Well, Lon's gone because I know he's not going to care about the next thing. But I forgot to mention this last week. An, an, an interesting collection that DC uh, administration. Once said was never looks like poo. Can we get more napkins over here too, and water all around, and a beer? Um, anyway, uh, that uh, that a collection that was they said was never going to happen uh, has been announced as going to happen, which is they're going to gather Flex Mentallo by Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely, which is I guess you could say the origin of the uh, Morrison Quitely team. Yeah, uh, four issue miniseries that spun out of uh, Grant Morrison's run on the Doom Patrol. But uh, why it was never going to be collected is because someone apparently alerted the Charles Atlas Corporation that Flex Mentallo was, a, was basically a character who had walked, literally walked out of an ad that was a parody of the Charles Atlas ads. Mm-hmm. So there had been a lawsuit, and basically everything kind of calmed down by DC saying, we're never going to co- reprint it anyway. And so, <laughs> so now... <they> lied. <laughs> well, now who cares? I mean, it's been like 15 years, yeah. and uh, it's a... It's one of those series that people talk so about. So if you're a lawyer out there. No, no, shush. Because I want to get the hardcover of that. <laughs> Troy? Uh, oh, 
Yeah, thanks. Okay, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have mentioned it to you. This is going to be an odd evening, isn't it? It is. And uh, so, you know. I want to I point out the uh, – we might want to do something with this. Anna has posted the best-selling comics for 2010, the year from uh, January 1st through December 31st. Mm-hmm. The, the best-selling comics, their issue, and the quantity wait, sold wait, Before in, I say this, let me make store. sure we understand which one we're talking about. We're talking about Anna – the owner of Elusive Comics Games, not Anna, the alien lizard queen on V, right? Because last week there was some controversy about that. You know, I do get them confused. That. I do get uh, them brought really up confused. by Anna, by Anna herself. So, right. so don't. She got confused so when we were talking husband, about the lizard do not, queen. Do not make a pucker face at me, <laughs> right. buddy. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> we were discussing the behavior of the lizard queen Anna and sh- and, and <laughs> yes. Anna Warren. Anyway. Took it, so took there's no uh, no, and then we also here. have uh, the best sellers by category for trade paperbacks. So okay, um, I'm going to yank these down and just throw them in front of sure. you, and you can. Uh, You're such a yanker. I'm a yanking fool. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> there you go. Luckily, Lon seems a little sluggish tonight. So. Anyway, there they are. Um, I don't know if there's any surprises. What I uh, actually there are a couple. Lon, what would you think would be the number one graphic novel of 2010? One graphic novel of 2010. Oh, or, oh, I know this one. But you know, it's kind of a or a collection because I think we call things graphic novels when there's yeah, really just tra- trade. It's a trade. Rito Moreno. <laughs> oh no, that's a hot Brazil. spicy number, though. No, um, Mel Gibson. No, the it, metric system. I, I was just gonna. I was gonna give this because uh, it's one uh, that I know you've read. Oh yes, yes. So that narrows the field. Chocolate babies. No. Oh okay. Um. No, Walking Dead, Volume 1, Days Gone By, is the number one uh, seller of 2010. Shocking. And then number two was The Surprise. Uh, why would you be surprised by that? Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, I thought that I was just surprised that uh, there's nothing else that kind and of... And number three, Archie. Given, given uh, how... Serenity, Shepherd's Tale. Oh. Which so, I, I was kind of pulling for Archie. Which I think has only come out in hardback. Um, I'm, I'm looking down here, and I am not really seeing any Archie on it. However, I would say uh, I am a little surprised uh, that in the top ten is now. I don't. I, I guess Our goal be, for 2011 should be to get Archie back into the top ten. You know okay. what, though? I, you know what? This is. Uh, this looks to me now. I might be. I might be wrong, but it looks to me that this is the best sellers at elusive comics. That's games. it exactly. Um, so in the top ten is Toy Story. Uh, volume one, Return of Buzz Lightyear from Boom Studios, here at Elusive. Well, and the reason being, the, the artist, uh, the artist was here, did a signing, uh, mm-hmm. Nate Watson, yeah, um, who strangely enough had the same <coughs> tattoo as Tim Watson, former store employee. Oh, the so uh, something about Snake the, Eyes. Yes, yeah, so there was something about the name Watson that requires Snake Eyes tattoos. Uh, Kick Ass is there. Uh, a couple Scott Pil- Pilgrims, Superman Earth One. Um, and I'm kind of surprised that Superman Earth One is not the number one of the year, considering how much hype went into and uh, came out kind of late in last year too. Oh, maybe that's it. Is you kind of go so you go this over a couple of over the 12 month period. Go through that, but, but pretty much all the uh, all the Walking Dead. Strangely enough, I see a Pokemon, yeah, uh, trade. Uh, Inuyasha, so it's mixed in with the manga, which I think we can we're allowed to have. Now, the single issue comics is kind of the first two are kind of interesting. I, well, I don't know if that would be surprising. But it's not terribly surprising. Um, this is, I think this goes to prove that this is a DC store. Uh, number one is Brightest Day, number one. Number two is Brightest Day, number zero. Uh-huh. Number three is Blackest Night, number seven. Number four is Avengers, number one. And five is Blackest Night, number eight. And then it goes Brightest Day, Brightest Day, Brightest Day, Batman Return of Bruce Wayne, and then New Avengers. Yeah. So, 
Um, I think that that's, uh, you can say, Avengers. Uh, they are fairly close, though, aren't they? The numbers are... Uh, yeah, um, and, and what uh, th- that actually brings up a topic, I think, that fits is that there was a criticism made this week that, uh, or the question is, that is essentially DC being run by just two people. Because you look at that, Brightest Day, Blackest Night, and Return of Bruce Wayne, it's two guys. It's really mostly one, Jeff mm-hmm. Johns and Grant Morrison. Right. And everything being written by other people. It's just not, not, not coming close. You have J. Michael Straczynski on Superman, and it doesn't come even close in sales. Yeah. I don't even see it. But Anna, in, Anna, in Anna particularly uh, mentioned that uh, our friend of the friend of the podcast, Cardi Angelo, was the one who told her how to generate this report. Oh, okay. And so I suggested that she try and find out what how she matched up against some other stories. Oh, so you made that suggestion, yeah? And, yeah. and everything, everything so it's else, Rick's fault. Oh, but no, it's interesting because everything else in the on the Marvel side is Avengers, Secret Avengers. You read that? Right? Wait, how did anybody read that? It was a, it secret. Was a secret. secret, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mostly Brightest Day, Blackest Night, Little Batman, and Flash, and a little Green Lantern. And then Siege shows up. Siege was by Bendis, too, wasn't it? Yes. So basically, uh, three people uh, dominate comics exactly. right now. Brian Michael Bendis, Jeff Johns, and maybe you can make they a case all for work Grammar. for Halliburton. Uh, what? what? <laughs> oh, <laughs> my gosh. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Um, but uh, And on the flip side, I should say, uh, dominating, there was movement over at uh, Marvel this week. That Axel Alonso, who had been an editor at Vertigo, has now been promoted to editor in chief, so that Joe Casada can move 100% into the role of chief creative officer, uh, as Jeff John, the same position Jeff Johns holds over at DC. Again, Lon, being as you're more of the Marvel person, yes. I think than I am, yes. do you have any thoughts on that? I think it's a slippery slope. How so? I think that it's a non sequitur. And I think it's every other... I can't think of any other so argument. So far, ex officio? I think it's very Sisyphusian. Uh, and ergo? It's, uh, it's de facto self-fulfilling. I think so. And uh, I'm a little worried about it, but we'll see. Hence? Hence, therefore, <laughs> and I believe all Americans in Iraq and Africa should... They, they aren't privy to maps and um, all that other stuff. Uh, thus, <laughs> therefore, straighten and your. to out thou, um, straighten your sash. That uh, gaze in the military. Thank uh, you. And, and, and it's this kind of keen, penetrating insight that keeps you to my left. That's that's good. Um, Fantastic. Well, you know, I no, actually, uh, you know who they should have got for the uh, editor in chief position for, for Marvel? No, yeah. I do not know. They should have got Axel Foley. Okay, thank you. I was leaving space. Uh, okay. Uh, so we have no particular opinion, apparently. I, the only thing I, I thought about it was it, it's we're back to a point now where uh, the actual I, – I don't think of Axel Alonso as – I mean, he's very good as an editor. Um, but he's not someone who's established like a larger-than-life personality in the, uh, in the way that uh, Jeff, Johns persona, Jeff Johns has. It actually has. You know, yeah. been out there a lot. And uh, that Joe Casada certainly has for Marvel. It's kind of okay. like wrestling. Okay. It's kind of like Joe Casada is the heavyweight champ now. They bumped him up to like the main guy in the company, and now Axel Alonso has the Intercontinental title. So, which basically means they're priming him for future greatness. But if he kind of falters out, it's not a big deal because it all ends in a cage. He couldn't live up to the hype. Well, he's one of the key guys over at uh, at Vertigo as well. In a lot, well, of not the, anymore. Not anymore. But uh, but of the things that kind of moved. Uh, but I think 
Honestly, if Joe Casada is going to be in charge of everything, really, what role is the editor in chief going to have? Totally, well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because the thing is, who's who's editor in chief now at DC? It's because I, I don't think that's Dan DiDio. I think he's got some other title. Like he's it's not Paul Levitz. No, Paul Levitz is gone. Yeah. It's not. He's uh, a, a freelance writer. He's doing a great job with Legion Superheroes and yeah. happy. Doing it's not that. Paul Rooney. No, I don't know who Paul Rooney is. I think you made that name up. Confusing it with it's uh, not uh, Paul, Paul Mooney. Uh, no, I know who that is. But oh, okay. He is not, as to the best of my knowledge, not involved with comics in any way, shape, or form. Well, he should be. Although technically, I think he was in Meteor Man, wasn't he? Which was also he is a comic. Yes. Okay. That's where I got it. Okay. Uh, so, um, and then uh, back to digital comics. Uh, Marvel announced, and I think it's it's in a series. It's also being included in a backup series called uh, backup of a series called I Am an Avenger. Right. Um, is uh, There's a Captain America story called Captain America A Little Help that uh, Marvel announced today is uh, will be free on digital uh, on the DCU online, uh, DC Unlimited, direct, uh, Digital Comics Unlimited site uh, and on, on their iTunes store. Uh, that is a suicide prevention uh, comic story. Uh, so kind of doing a little social... Uh, Work along lines of the of the Spider Man unemployment issue. Right now we have uh, Captain America. Captain America. Uh, Which to, Captain America? Uh, it looks like from the artwork because that's all they gave me was it sent was an image that it's it's actually the Winter Soldier, Bucky. Oh, really? Right, the so. violent one that carries a gun and has less respect for uh, American morals. I don't think he has any less respect from America. Oh, you mean the one he used to spy for Russia? Well, that right, one? when he was brainwashed, yeah. Right, the assassin for Russia. Don't you believe in redemption? Maybe. <laughs> I'm just saying that, we you know, if, do. if that guy came to me and was like, don't do it, I'd be like, screw you, buddy. Okay. You've got a cybertronic arm and you're, you're nailing the Black Widow. I'm jumping I'm just saying. Are you, are you jealous? If of Steve the, Rogers came, now you're jealous of the Cybertronic arm, or I'm just saying that it's hard to sympathize. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And now, since I'm kind of out of it, I don't remember. The public is aware that it's a, that it's a different guy, yes. but they're yes. not aware of his past as the Winter Soldier, right? Uh, actually, that did come to light. Uh, it, ah, yeah. So okay. he's kind of tarnished. And I think TMZ guy. reported it. I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I would believe <laughs> that. The Black Widow had a, a golf club in their hand, and she was chasing him oh, down the man. driveway. All right. So I'm going to move on to movies because I think uh, Lana said this. It was announced today, and this is one of those that's just like, oh, come on. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of – it's not not trauma. The Charles Band, the Full Moon Entertainment. I think uh, that is Charles Band, isn't yeah, it? Yes, same. But, it, but his company is called Full Moon, I right, think. Right, right. Right. Uh, this done a lot of direct-to-video. Puppet I, Master. I don't really recall them man. having much in the way of, shall we say, an actual – theatrical release for anything not for quite a while yeah so um but they are going to uh release a film theatrically um it's gonna be in 3d it depends on where she, i think they made it into a lot of drive-in movies back east for, really for quite a while well I, maybe I think um so. but uh they're releasing uh a film in 3d it is a sequel to i didn't even realize this was a film franchise for them uh but here's I, now. I don't know if Lon's going to guess the title from the release date, but you will re, you will guess what the t- subject matter is. Okay, give it to okay, me. Okay, it's going to be released on April twentieth, two thousand eleven. Oh, it's about Earth Day. 
Isn't that right sort around of. there? Sort of. Earth Day's right around that time, yes. right? Yes. So it's like a conservation film, like a like a it inconvenient does, truth it, it kind is, of thing. It is or? involving plants. Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yes. Um, I bet it looks great in HD. Probably. Green. Probably. Um, very green. Very green. Um, Evil Bong 3D. The oh, Wrath of Bong. Oh, I went a totally different way with that. I know. That's Jeez. that's why you're the comedic genius. Gosh. Uh, so I no word if Tommy Chong, who I believe had been in the first Evil Bong, because I recall seeing that poster at Comic Con, uh, if he's in this yet. But apparently it is evolving. There's a whole planet of alien hey, bongs. Hey, all my stoner buddies out there, can there really be an evil bong? <laughs> right, guys? I uh? don't know. I, has anyone at this table seen either movie from the... Again, I didn't realize there was a, there was an evil bong, too. I, I, no, I was not aware. And I actually, that's a booth that I go to every time at Comic-Con to kind of uh, look the, over the, the stuff. The full moon The full moon not, uh, not the evil bong <laughs> booth. <laughs> that's the one I go to. <laughs> right, uh, fellas out there. Woo! That's why you just appeared on Um... And and then um, it's announced that Fox and Atari. Let me put these two production companies together: Fox, Fox and, Atari. and Atari. Wait a minute, Atari's still in business. Uh, Atari, yeah, this, oh, yeah, that was kind of surprised me too. But um, was, wait, was, wait, uh, wait! Don't tell me we're going to get an Atari Force movie. No, oh, that, that actually would be, be, be kind of cool. cool. <laughs> but you wouldn't have with Fox because I think Warner would have the rights to that since it's a DC, mm, DC comic. book. Yeah. But now, a couple of weeks ago, was it a couple. You were talking about Yars Revenge. Oh yeah, you, you yeah. know that was a good oh, game. Yeah, yeah we enjoyed it. those uh, playing oh, the twenty six hundred. So I'd like to go back to that time period, a game that Fox has announced they're going to turn Wait, into a film. the week we talked about Yars Revenge or the time period Yars Revenge actually existed? The time period that Yars Revenge actually okay, existed. Okay, okay, uh, got it. So, a little further. Um, so there's a video game property being developed into a full-length uh, uh, f- feature film uh-huh. by Fox and Atari. Okay. Uh, from that time period, certainly I recall having, oh my it, God. having it on 2600. Are we going to get a Pitfall movie finally? Oh no, that 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 would make sense. That would, but that'd be oh. Activision. Oh it? right, yeah, yeah, Activision. No, it's an that Atari pit, property. Pitfall Harry. It right? was one that had an arcade version as well. Because and uh, oh. we give another hint. Played with a trackball. Oh, uh, Golden Tee Golf. Oh no, uh, is that okay. a football game that you spun spun the trackball? No, no. Ten yard fight. No, mm. uh, unless my memory and nobody's written in to talk about the clown with the bouncing nose and the peanuts game, but um, that would be Missile Command. Mm. Wow, yeah, wasn't that like a total Reagan era like nuclear fear? Yes, uh, uh, that video game, game terrified me. And after watching, I think after watching Tron, I was convinced that I had wiped out. You know, cities worths of people by by failing. Yeah, you to killed them. all their yes. their their images in you the hear yes. little in the grid little world. Eight bit screens. Yes, yes. Uh, so, and one minute, you're right. Every time I play Missile Command, that uh, Sting song about nuclear war pops in my head. So, which the one? Uh, I hope the Russians love the children too. Yeah, it makes me shed one single tear down. And my you cheek. put another quarter in the machine. You just made Sting sound like he was singing the theme from Golden Girls. That was <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being a Sting. Okay, uh, so that's uh, I. I don't know that I, I know, feel it, particularly. I think Pong has more depth in. Although, the story. as people are getting excited about Battleship, um, which people are these? I don't know, but they're working forward on that one. Um, but how that? can Missile Command even be that? I mean, really, that's going through, or is I that think, just uh, no? That well, I mean, you know. You're right. At this moment, who knows how far this? There's just no nuclear threat. They've commissioned now. What? Uh, well, I mean, there's always nuclear threat. But what I'm saying is, is like there's no like the hype and the fear of the Cold War doesn't exist now to to 
predicate that desire of a movie, right? I, you know, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I know, you know, because like that's what the game is. Is that basically there are incoming nuclear missiles coming into your town? You have to shoot them out of the air, basically uh, like a Star Wars. North Korea, yeah, North Korea, China. They won't reach us. China's yeah. will. North Korea's will. <laughs> well, thank, thank you for allowing North me to Korea sleep one more night. Uh, North, <laughs> North Korea's will run out of gas us. before they even hit the air. Yeah, uh, Actually, North Korea will be more a lot, lot more like playing Missile Command because it'd be like on the early stages. Yeah, comes yeah. I hope the you Koreans know. love their children too. Yeah. Wow, that did and. Or we're selling uh, we're selling some kind of cat food with that theme song. Karina, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I, the- <laughs> I like that. Okay, my services are available. We hope the Russians like their cat foods too. Um, and so, uh, there's rumors on the where are you going, Lon? Um, There you, you didn't go. have to stop. I was just I getting did. a hug. We were, we were watching. We were trying to see if it was going to be a happen. friendly move I, yeah, or, I, or aggressive. What? Right. Well, I, you know, I don't know. Did you need a hug? Because I would have hugged you. Oh, Can we just go on? Oh, I okay. mean, what's yeah. what's too the much, big deal? Are you, too personal. Can I just hug some broad that walks up to the podcast? I mean, come on. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it just doesn't really happen that often. Mm. Yeah. That I'm not going to hold it against you. Go ahead. Please don't. Yeah. I hope elusive loves the children too. That was better. That was more. That was more sting-like. Yeah, I was trying to be more uh, Springsteen, but whatever. <laughs> Stingsteen. Stingsteen. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Now I would watch that movie Sting-steen. if somebody took the DNA from Sting and Bruce Springsteen and made them into an evil hybrid singing monster that shoots down missiles. Yes, I would watch that. Is that on next season of Moron Life? No. Could be. No, it's too highbrow. If we got, if we got a budget, <laughs> um, so um, still, no one seems to know anything about the Dark Knight Rises, but everybody insists on talking about it. I know they they made a, se- a theme song for it, though. Did you hear they, it? No, please <laughs> tell us. Ding, 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 ding. I see the Dark Knight Rising. That's what I think of every time I hear that stupid title. Okay, okay. <laughs> Dark Knight Rising. Oh, either that Dark or Knight rises to be fair. Or rises. Or what about the? They could have the doors do it. The uh, get your dark night rises. You know, I mean, come on, that's stupid. Okay, stupid title. Um, Worst title ever. I think if anything, it's a little pulpy. It's like or not. It's, pul- it's more like Saturday afternoon it, it serial kind of craftian. You know, it's like oh my god, Batman's gonna have tentacles. Exactly. Well, think oh, of it no, this way, like Batman hentai. A dark oh, night. No. Oh, think of it this way. It's just like if you you're you're an English guy. A dark night. Well, you speak does, that language. Technically, I'm American. Does a night raise or rise like a? I guess a day. Ri- I mean, are they making a play a on the rise. words? You have a moon rise, but he's a yeah. night like a like a. Yeah, I, I, I a rising I, I, night. I, st- I still think that the reason is because at the Don't end of the it. dark night, he's sort of. Fallen in people's estimation, and he's become he took the villain. The fall for and so this is the the rise back. You know, well, like, then use a word like a, an ascending, or you know, or dark night ascension. Or I agree, because no, I, I would agree with you. Dark night ascending would be great, except I know there's a studio executive somewhere who went. Nobody knows what ascending. No, means. somebody went. What's ascending mean? It means rises. Uh, the dark studio, night rises. Do it. The studio executive didn't know what ascending means. Uh, no, Wait I, a minute. I, I, I thought uh, Chris Nolan named this movie though. 
that you know how the game works. You have I'm to just say saying, that's how though. it goes. I don't know. You can't badmouth the guy that's Dark signing your rises. check. The son-in-law. The, but of you the just made inception. You're the man. Unless you're Steve you Simonetti, you do you not want. badmouth the person that signs it's your check. It's the dark night rising. Anyway, they're still looking for two female leads. They're they're mentioning all kinds of people, but nobody seems to know anything. Actually, you know, Tom, uh, what's his name? Cruz. Uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, man. Who was in Inception, uh, has been photographed with a shaved head and a fuzzy beard that looks kind of like Hugo Strange. So everybody's going, that's it, he's getting ready to play Hugo Strange. Um, You know why Hugo Strange works? I don't know if I read this somewhere or not, but... uh, Okay, the theory of the, the, the rumor of the storyline is that this is going to end right, like right. Batman's story or his Absolutely. arc. So it makes perfect sense if you have a guy who's like a psychological guy that can play, you know, who's basically Batman-esque. Mm-hmm. And so at the end, he basically, Batman, you know, Bruce Wayne will frame Hugo Strange. At the, you know, so he'll beat Hugo Strange and then basically when it's he'll all free said himself you think? he'll free himself from that and then everybody will go like oh well hugo strange was batman and then that way the batman thing can end and then bruce wayne can go on and be free and well the other uh, rumors are that uh, black mask is one of the villains that would be terrible uh and that talia will be showing up the daughter of Ra's al ghul mm, i don't think talia works in uh, yeah in this I, I reality i also don't like that they're just calling her talia head I don't know why. It just you know seems what? Like you know what? Who will like that though? Rob Wilson, store employee of Elusive Comics and Games. Oh, he hated that franchise, the first movie, because he's all, "How do you have Raz Agul and not have Talia?" And I was just like, "Seriously, that was your one reason why you hated that movie?" <laughs> I'm like, trying to think. In, if in, I guess in Raz Agul's first appearance, Talia was there, but I, you know, I, I don't know. I think, I, yeah, he doesn't listen. It's okay. I doubt. Rob doesn't? No. No, that hurts. Not really. But anyway, uh, one who will not be in that will be uh, Lena Headey, who was Sarah, Sarah Connor on the Sarah Connor Chronicles, mm-hmm. because she's been cast as the villain in the Dread, Judge Dredd movie, which I think is just oh. called Dread. So uh, her character is named Madeline Madrigal, also known as Mama. Ew. It sounds weird, but apparently it's a character from the I don't recognize from that from the, the comics. I read a I, lot I, of the comics. I don't recognize I, I don't know. I don't know enough. Except that I like the character. But you're going to tell me she was going to play Judge, Dre- s- no. Judge Dre- Death. Judge Death? Yeah. I'd like she's to see pretty, that. She's I'd, pretty I'd skinny like to, in the face. I would like to see that. Judge, yeah. Judge Death would be a good villain for the Dread films. If there's a franchise out of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, we do know that Rob Schneider will not be reprising his role in the earlier uh, Sylvester Stallone. Of the film. guy who hangs on to yes. Stallone? Yeah. Uh, other things that they've confirmed that just brought everybody in the Lord of the Rings uh, franchise who could possibly be shoehorned <laughs> into The Hobbit yeah. has been has been shoehorned in. Why do you giggle? Did anybody watch Conan last night? No. no. Oh, they talked about how... Well, I don't want to spoil your thunder of the announcement. No, though, please. I just made the announcement. They, he announced it. on his monologue last night about Lord of the, or the Hobbit casting... And he said that Ian McKellen had been confirmed back as Gandalf, right. the wizard, or whatever. Yeah. So then they cut to somebody in the audience who's dressed just like Gandalf. And he goes, wait a minute, wait, are, are you sure about that? Has that been confirmed? And he's like, was that just from Ian's camp? Or was it, you know, for, and he's like, yeah, I'm sure it's been confirmed. So then the guy was like all sad or whatever. And so then he goes, oh, another good news. They also announced that... Uh, Who's the other guy? Elijah Wood will be coming back as Frodo. And they cut to this other guy dressed like a hobbit. And he's like, wait, are you sure about that? Is that confirmed? 
There you go. So, so it was pretty uh, funny. Uh, bit. Both Elijah Wood, uh, who, and of course Frodo doesn't actually appear in the novel The Hobbit. No. But uh, they think that they're kind of like doing <laughs> like, book ending. Uh, nobody knows who Bilbo is. We use Frodo again. Uh, no, they've ca- is, just, you know they do have a have a Bilbo. Uh, but and they've also asked Ian Holm, is it who played it in who played Bilbo in? Uh, yeah. So he's supposed to be in it. So it's clear that they're kind of like doing they're doing a recollection. Doing but isn't Lord of the Rings like a magical realm of magic and fantasy? Can't like he Say go magic. back? Could you get magic? In isn't it a more magical time? realm of magic and magic? Uh, yes, but there's a separate novel called The Hobbit. That's no, I know, adapted. but I'm just saying that in that realm, isn't time tra- travel <laughs> no. you know possible? <laughs> Frodo invents a time machine, chapter one. Couldn't no, Frodo, like, yeah, but go... but then it becomes science fiction long. Couldn't Frodo take his apple cart and drive it 88 miles an hour and go back in time, and then he could go with the Hobbit... Hits the power cord. ...on his magical journey of magicalness? You know, the one thing... <laughs> I was trying. The one thing about this that makes a lot of sense is Andy Sedaris is, is back Sedaris. as... Uh, Sedaris. is back as Gollum. Not Sedaris. No, Andy Circus. Circus. Yes. Yeah. Sedaris. 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 Anyway. David Sedaris. My good also friend, very Hobbit-like. My good friend Andy. Um, they can have him come back, and they can they can make him actually younger. Yes, they can. <laughs> so, and they've also got Christopher Lee, although it was a weird kind of – it says health permitting, which makes me a little oh. scared – well, he's up there, man. I, yeah, yeah, he is. So I shouldn't be. I shouldn't say scared. Maybe a little sad that Christopher Lee's yeah. great um, late in life career renaissance has been happening in fantasy films the last five six years. Uh, is, you know, I, you know I, 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 but he's really, up there. that guy really did he really start in anything non fantasy though? No, but I'm saying, but he oh, certainly okay. got a lot of. Um, no, he. Uh, he's always kind of been a genre. He's actor, been a good like, stage actor, but I mean, oh. but now that genre is like the kind of the dominant force in film, wouldn't you say? Um, yeah, I mean, he was in. He's been in the Lord of the Rings. Been I'm just saying, you've Wars. never seen him on like General Hospital or anything, you know. Uh, but he was in 1941. Hammer films. Um, and in England in the 70s, a lot of straightforward drama and a lot of stage stuff. So, But I, mean, I think he's he's had a resurgence in his career that a lot of kids today are aware of who he is because Count of his role as Count Dooku, as Saruman. And I don't know that I'm I'm really liking and Willy Wonka's father liking all these extra characters jammed into the Hobbit because it's a simpler story. Whoa, with what? With fewer with fewer characters, and I don't I don't want. Well, we of, already know it's being expanded into two films. I know, but I, and that's okay because it's 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 a deep enough story that you can tell it over two films. Like you could have taken six for the for the Lord of the Rings. The thing is. I don't need all the foreshadowing that they're going to jam into this to a story we've already lived through. But you know? I, I also think that this is sort of like the calling advertising Shrek by a bunch of different names so that if you go to the theater, you're going to hit upon the right thing. Or How to Train Your Dragon, Calling It Dragons. If you, if you shoehorn the Lord of the Rings characters in, oh, they're, they're gonna and have they to. can show in the commercial, and people go, ah! Oh! So they're gonna That's call it. it. It's a sequel. They're, they're gonna Lord have to call the it the Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit. They're gonna have to. I'll bet you anything they will. Oh god. Or Lord of the Rings presents. I don't know. Or do Lord of the Rings rises. Tales of Lord of the Rings. All I know the is Hobbit. it has to. It better include the music from the Hobbit. I hope the Hobbits love their children too. See, I was gonna yeah. go with you on that because there is a musical There's of the Hobbit. No, I die. But I wanted. To, I wanted. To, I, I wanted, wanted to, to find an excuse to include my. I song. wanted to hear your Glenn Yarbrough impersonation. I don't know who that is. That's the guy who. That's the guy who sang all the songs in the Hobbit. Uh, where there's a whip. No, that's actually in. Uh, that's in Return of the King. Return where there's a whip, the there's a way. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Is there any other movie thing? Is there any other movie thing that you can think of this I week? I haven't been. Okay, this track. Was a I, the preview only, of Green Lantern this week. The only interesting thing I well, Green Hornet. Funny Green should, Hornet. Well, yeah. The funny and thing you should mention Green, Green Lantern is that um, the producers of the DC Universe Online game mentioned this week in an interview that it was lucky that the the Green Lantern film hewed so closely to the mythology because then after that comes out, the more filmic aspects are going to work their way into the online game. So instead of having a separate game, they'll be kind of incorporating some of that. So it's good that they can, they can be true to the film rather than the hundreds and hundreds of issues of Green Lantern that right. already exist. Uh, well, I, I think they, what they mean is they'll be, able to, they'll be able to draw more people in by saying, look, if you liked the movie. We'll make Green Lantern look like he does in the movie. I think he kind of already does. I don't remember. Did you encounter Hal Never. Jordan at all playing the game? Never. I didn't either. But I, I think I encountered Kilowog. And then there was a couple of other Lanterns that I didn't recognize. And yeah. then... Um, a couple of yellow lanterns, and I did face Sinestro down. I did, I did okay. beat him in a, in a, in a thing. So, um, bragging now. I am, I am. I, I couldn't beat Arcarus or something, whatever. But anyway, I beat so Power let's move Girl. to TV. Uh, Lon, I'm going to ask you. Yes, yes, you, my son. Did you have the focus and the patience? Because I mean, I barely did to watch the Cape this week. Um, the two hour. Okay. Because I think that would have been going above and beyond the Call of Duty to have done it. Here's what happened. Tell me. I was fooling, me, I was fooling around on my phone because uh, my phone has a little like mobile TV or whatever. Oh, interesting. So one of the things it offered was like the cape. And so I was kind of sitting there and I went, the cape on my phone? And I looked and it was like episode 101. So I was like, oh, so I tried to watch it. Well, it turns out it was only the first like four minutes so I watched the first four minutes on a phone. On so, a phone. So it's also a technology report. How'd that sure. go? How'd that go? Uh, it was fine. Um, but so the first four minutes I saw, I was, uh, I was like, huh, meh, did anything? Eh. Did anything but really then, happen in the first four minutes? Really. The, the explosion. But then, yeah, I came home, or actually went to my mom's house. And my brother was watching it on TV. Okay, and he had just finished the first four minutes. Strangely enough. Wow. So it's like I walked. So that was fate. Yeah, it's like I just walked right in, and then God wanted you to watch the cave. I didn't want to finish watching Hallelujah. it, but he was watching Hallelujah. it. So I started watching some more, and then it got to the point where I had finished my meal and I didn't need to stay there anymore. So I, I went uh, to a bar. Yes, yeah, so they I, were watching the cave. So I left and didn't it's see cape night. Didn't see any more of the cape. Okay, but from what I saw. It didn't make you want to stay and have dessert. Well, it just, I don't know. TV's in a weird spot for me right now. Um, Tell me. just feels like they're just trying to appeal to just a a, a casual. It's all, it almost feels like it's like, hey, we're taking TV back to the old days where we're just going to make something fun and campy and let you have a little Which good time with your family. I don't necessarily object to that. Yeah, yeah no problem But with I'd that. like it to be done well. Well, that's the thing is that's the other thing I worry about too is when I watch stuff we have such we have such a what's a, a sharp palate a or, a, palette. or a refined palate where it's like so you just never know what's gonna you know what's the word resolve with people no, resonate what, resonate, resonate with people and so you just kind of go well you know maybe somebody else you're like saying this, your palate is so refined you can't judge what the vox populi will will really go if I for. knew what vox populi meant then uh, yes the, the I voice probably of the agree. people oh thank you. Um, if I knew what the voice of the people was, yeah, I would, whatever. I'm, you know, I'm so far out of the demographic now, I don't even care. But, uh, I, I, from what I saw, there were a couple things that bothered me. 
First thing is, I did like James Frain. Is that his name? Oh, yeah. No, like, I thought he, he was the guy who played uh, uh, chess. chess. Yeah. Now he, he was the best thing in the whole thing. From what I saw, you know, you, and that's with any superhero story, you're always as good as your villain. So the villain was strong. So I was like, hey, okay, this is cool. The, and if I may the say, villain was having fun with being And if a I villain. may say, I, I wanted his outfit. Oh, that leather I, coat? That leather coat I oh, totally yeah. dug. I didn't really watch yeah. enough. You know of what it, it looked like? It looked like no. It looked like the coat that um, the second Doctor companion. Um, uh, I'm lost. What's no. her name? Uh, Regina. The the doctor. Martha. Martha. Oh, it looked like her coat, only oh. made for a man. Well, now that disturbs me a little bit. Yeah. That, thanks for pointing that out. Okay. Anyway, go back to you. Okay. Mom. So he was good. That was just a fashion thing. Yeah. Um. He's good. Keith David as the circus he was, guy. He was I on. Love Keith David. He's yeah. always good, no matter what he does. Yes. Um, your lead, not uh, so much. Not so. Not so much. Yeah. So when you're making a TV series, the family, around, the son, the wife. But I mean, when you're so cookie cutter, any of them. It was so cookie right. cutter. And so when your lead is your least interesting person, you got a problem. How are you going to build a show around? Really, a guy with no personality, and I, and I don't think they made any effort to make him particularly interesting. No, because everything around him is. Uh, and then, like when he finally—that's <laughs> the thing that. <laughs> so he, the one scene that made me laugh was so okay. Maybe he's stuck with this circus of crime for a little bit. He starts walking around. I'm sorry, let me say, wasn't it officially a carnival of crime? I think it was. Whatever, uh, yeah, because I think, I think circus carnival. of crime is a Marvel. And I know. Yeah, I'm and just. I said right. that just really is. for that because. Yeah. Really, all it was was NBC still had that stuff left over from the last season of Heroes. Yeah, but anyways, right. oh my god, um, <laughs> I didn't watch that season, so I don't know, including the lighting, for the, all that stuff. But I just thought it was funny that he's I don't know hanging out, or I don't even know if he was training at that point. But he walks into the office, and of all the things he looks and sees, there's just cape hanging. Oh, even better, I can top it. That Keith David's next line is what. I haven't seen this thing in years. Really? Because it was hanging it's on hanging the rack in the in middle of a freaking room. <laughs> he didn't bring it out. <laughs> it was like, what? Yeah. And so, then if you snapped the cape just right, it was like a, a window shade and went <laughs> and rolled back into a neat little package. Now, that Did was the that? part. See, that was the part that actually, from this point of view of it being a superhero gimmick, I liked that a lot. And then they never used it. No, they they did use it a bit. He he would occasionally, when he'd get into a fight, you know, the whole thing oh, about a cape. Back it, up? I didn't even know. The whole that. thing about a cape is you don't want it when you're flighting. Co- I know. Somebody's I, saw, grab I saw the Incredibles. Run, right? I saw the Incredibles. But that thing would actually, it was a weapon. It would actually holster itself. And, and by then, the way, it made of spider, spil- spider, spider silk, silk, so it yeah. is stronger than Kevlar. Yes. Wait, <laughs> spiders are bulletproof? Yeah, exactly. How come I can step so, on them so easily? Apparently so. Apparently, you know, and have you ever, now you have, spider I silk, believe back in 2007, silk. weren't you trapped behind a spider web for about three weeks before <laughs> you were able to break through because that web was so strong? Yeah. I couldn't get that, I couldn't leave my bathroom, no. Yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I thought. Um, so that's the story you told us anyway. I uh, The other thing that bothered me too was, all right, you're going to be a group of criminals, that's fine, sure. And you're going to rob banks. Yeah. All right, cool. You put on funny masks and stuff. That'll hide your identity, right? And the same mask they wore in the town, by the way. Either way. But <laughs> um, by including a little person in your gang, don't you automatically kind of... Identify give your, out? Don't you give your group kind of a, a little discerning kind of thing? Well, to be fair, I don't know if you watched long enough. It was certainly no problem then for chess 
to figure out who they were. Oh, okay. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't watch them much further yeah. after. Yeah, that. Yeah, they did have. They did, they did now have. I'm not sure how far I ended up because I, I, um, I, I ended with what was claimed to be episode one. But I had the, two. It episodes. was pretty obvious that the the two hours were just the first two episodes. That's what it is. Yeah, it was yeah. the first. Okay. It was the pilot, and then the first episode was right. the premiere. Okay. Okay. So I haven't. Watched, so we haven't, I haven't watched one that part of this. We haven't yet. commented on. Uh, I don't know. So many summer glow. Oh, summer glow as Orwell. I didn't yeah. make it that far. Which I still think eventually she's gonna. Her skin is gonna get cut, and you're gonna see the Terminator armor beneath because she has no. There is no good explanation for her at, at all. all. Wait, what is she? Is she a cop? She's basically Oracle. Yeah. So I, my problem with with the cape was that it seemed like they had kind of glanced at or watched episodes of the animated series of Batman, or maybe Birds of Prey, or seen Birds of Prey. Uh, I thought that he had basically two and a half origins <laughs> and no actual character development. Yeah, and it looked to me like you're not going to have Keith David on week to week when really the show I want to see is it's Keith David versus chest. James Frame. Right, um, that's two actors. They could be a lot of fun. I just don't believe Keith David as a, a carnival gypsy guy. You know, no, what I, mean? I, I like, had a problem with that, but at yeah. least he at least he sells it. You know, he oh, does. Yeah, he's he's got the sincerity. He's great. He did. And the fact that Vinnie Jones is essentially Killer Croc, and therefore you can't do Killer that Croc character now. I like too. I, 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 he was okay. But I, what I felt was like that was the Christopher Nolan version of, of Killer Croc. Sure, sure it was. And, but it was, and now you don't it was get done to, well. And now you don't get to have the Christopher Nolan. Because the other thing is, and this is just bad, and I think you'd agree with me, Lon, on this, the scripting thing. I did. And I don't know if you saw far enough forward that when – did you see when Vinnie Jones first appeared? No. Okay. They, I think they, I stopped right around when they were robbing banks. Okay. So they have these guys at the, uh, the, the, that are loading freight, and they say, whatever you do, here comes scales. Don't look, don't look at them. Don't stare don't look at them. Don't stare at them. Don't stare at them. Don't stare. Don't stare. Don't stare. So they make a big deal about it. He comes out. Scales is obviously scaled. He's like Killer Croc. He's kind of golden scales. Golden scales. And then, so what would you, as a storytelling one-on-one, what would be the th- next thing you'd do? Uh, look at it. Have the guy stare at him. Have the guy him. stare at him yeah. and, and get, see what happens. And see what happens. All right. Nope. Never Nothing. happens. <laughs> oh. He just goes, hey, get a move on this guy. You get guy. no sense that the guy's sensitive about his looks at all. Yeah, no. In fact, he doesn't nothing. care. Yeah, nothing. 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 Mm. <laughs> so it was like. Well, just, you got a good listening team then. <laughs> which, you know, that is topped only by this week's episode of V. So I watched the Cape pilot uh, yeah. last night and then rolled right, right into before, V. Before you go to V. Though, okay, So go. what's oh. the word on Cape? You going to stick with it? I'm going to, because uh, I have the second episode saved, or, or what would be the second hour, I want to see if it got any better. Wait, does Summer Glau appear in the first episode, the she's first hour? All, she's in all yes. three so far. Oh, okay. Yes, so. Yeah, she's uh, a regular character. She is, she is. It really felt like they brought her on after the. I kind of get that feeling, too, mm. that that was like her scenes, uh, and even it the all, presence it of Orwell. It almost feels uh, that way. Orwell, and also. Of Orwell. Their interaction, they've got this, like, you're going to tell me your secret? No. You're going to tell me your secret? No. Okay, well, let's pair up anyway. Okay, fine. We'll be a, we'll be a pair. The other thing that bothered like, me. Oh, nothing yeah. sells it. The other thing that bothered me was when they start his training, the first guy they put him up against is the midget, or um, the, the little person, I'm sorry. Yes. And it's like, well, <laughs> if you can beat this little person, then you're ready. You know what I mean? It was like... <laughs> The first match, he gets his butt kicked, and, whatever. and then like when they show him like finally beat the little guy, it's like, 
All right, I think you're ready. But there's a there's, <laughs> like, that sort kidding? of has a you gotta pay, set your goals. That sort of has a payoff in a fight scene between him and one of the bad guys Be, the between end. the little person. He fights they another little, little person. You no, know, the little person yeah. goes up against he fights against Croc, Croc. Not against scales. scales so yeah. against Vinny Joe's. The little person fights scales, Vinny and Jones. he wins. Yes. yes. That's because basically stupid. he's got a monkey wrench as tall as he is. <laughs> just goes, goes well, right What I thought there knees. was kind of a tragic of casting is like, well, if they ever made an Alpha Flight movie, there's the perfect puck. That would be a good and puck. He's not, and now he can't be it. You know, so Why not? Yeah, no, I hope he does because nobody's going to remember the case. I thought Puck was lucky. a little taller. No? Well, it could be, but I mm. mean, you know, they made Puck's Wolverine. small. They made Wolverine over six feet tall, so why not have, you know, I just thought his looks, yeah. I thought everything about him said Puck to me. It was like, yeah, yeah I wanted to see that. Yeah. Uh, Limber. So, yeah. I mean, and that's what it is. The Cape just kind of made me think of other shows that I wish existed yeah. that didn't. Yeah. So you're going to give it I will, a chance. I will, I will see one more. I think I will you watch one more. You guys never learn your lessons, No, do you? no, I've learned. Okay. Please. You're right. It took me five episodes to give up on Flash Gordon because I just kept staring at it. And, and, you know, and again, to move to our next thing, to say V, I just have to see it through to the end because <laughs> I just have to know how bad. It's gone <laughs> crazy. Positive. You said that word. I did. Uh, that, that it is gone. It is just. And you again have no clue, I, right? I mean, I gave up. You gave up the first four you episodes. Right. I realized, and, and went, you were this right. Is terrible. You were right to. I still. I mean, I have this basic central question: is, and I was like, I understood why the V's were visitors were calling themselves the V's, like when they're talking where humans might be listening, right? But when Diana, um, Jane Badler's character, right, in that in that strange spaceship basement conversation, <laughs> exactly. Refers to themselves. They're actually in the basement, the sewer of this. The of sewer this. of, and they're referring to themselves. She's referring to herself as, as a, a v. v. Yeah, it makes no sense. I just love the fact that there's like these writers were so lazy they couldn't even come up with a half plausible now species like, name. Well, like the Klingons have a good fake language. Uh, you know, right, back right, even right. in the '60s, they occasionally came up with a word. Wouldn't it have been awesome if, like, their whole language just consists of saying "v," like <laughs> v, 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 "v," 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 "v." They're sort of like psychotic v. Smurfs. Exactly. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'd, I'd be down with that. Wow. And then they recreated the eating the rat scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did top it. They the, did top the because she's uh, holding a baby and she regurgitates the food into the baby's mouth like a bee or like a bird feeding. Oh its, my god! It yeah. was just wow. But don't you? Did your head start spinning about who's sterile, who's fertile? I believe if eggs? you caught my Facebook update last night, I said so. So the big plot revelation is that Anna, the evil lizard alien queen, <laughs> not the owner, not of the, the one over the register, yeah. Uh, that Anna, Queen Anna, is now not the one at the register. Is now sterile, and, and that that's the whole reason they're coming is because she is unable to lay eggs. Even though in just the previous episode, she killed, she destroyed the last of her thousands of eggs that she had laid in episode five of last season. Honestly, she didn't destroy them. Well, the the fifth column people did. Yeah, but there were still or, like six that were yeah, yeah. damaged. No, the so. cop blew them up, didn't she? Yeah, but yeah. there were still some survivors, and so that was like she was proving she was totally emotionless, was that she killed, she pulled uh, the life support on the on the, the few survivors. They weren't enough. Because they weren't strong enough to survive. That to weak. Be, yeah. yeah. And then the implication... When she did it, was she all, V, 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 No, v. she went, she just... Wiped them away and then turned away and went, 
<laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I'm not kidding oh, you. Oh, wow. And then, and then the implication, and this makes no sense, is that by putting human skin, it's a spray-on skin. It's spray. That's that's the best. You glossed over the best part. It's uh, like spraying it on the spray baby. Spraying on skin. Spraying on the lizard baby so they could have it's a like, baby. And, and what, did they turn the nozzle when they had to do hair? Yes. Um, that the implication is human skin is what gives them emotions. emotions. Human emotions. And... Then it's like, well, everybody's going to have it if you're going to insist on wearing this skin all the time. Right. Because I felt, like in the original series, that the skin really was just a disguise. It was a pain to get on and off. And that's why they were wearing it more often than not. But, you know, this is, no, they've been wearing that skin for like years and years and years. I think it would be appropriate later when we do, when I edit this, I'll lay in like little kids playing in the background. That's good. Because, oh, are we just listening on the writer's room of V? Um, and then they have an argument. I thought about those were all the, the spirits of all the Annas. They are. They yes, are. and yeah. and that they, they're happier uh, now. And that they're arguing that um, it is the human soul, which gives them emotions. But V's don't have souls, right. except they obviously have emotions, so they do. So that's sort of the yeah. that's what's standing in for actual um, character. And, and her taunting you know, the fifth talking. column guy with "You will never have him. You'll never, never have, have a soul. You never. You don't have a soul. You'll never get one." Oh like, my god! But they still don't understand what one is or where it comes from. Or anything. Yes. Um, so yeah. really, it is just so. It's like writing by Mad Libs. It's just awful. In fact, I think, and yet sh- you two guys keep supporting it. It's no, no. It's it's, it's not. It's the train I, I'm wreck. not supporting it. This is now like. Are you at least fast forwarding through the commercials? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good. Oh, please. Yes. Good. Um, oh, it, good lord! I am making popcorn. I'm sitting down and just going. This is terrible. But the popcorn's not bad. Instead of watching good shows like, uh, I would like to recommend one this week. Please do. Showtime just debuted a show called Shameless. It's a remake of a BBC series. Okay. Well, Doesn't matter to me. Because all I know is American shows are far superior to British ones. Um, well, there was our last listener. And uh, I thought it was very, very well done. Compelling story, great acting. William H. Macy. Uh, naked Sex in the Kitchen, which I think now is the standard for if you're going to have a cable and, and series. And by the way, let me say, I'm proud of Lon for mentioning that third. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it just, it, it was a good kind of ensemble drama that I felt uh, had a lot of compelling storylines. I stopped after the show episodes right before with, the, uh, with uh, Matt LeBlanc. I did not watch that, but then again, I don't usually watch anything with Matt LeBlanc. With Matt LeBlanc. Or any member of the since, Friends cast. Since Ed. So, oh, still burned by the monkey movie. Uh, no, I just don't think he's done anything that good since. Mm. So, oh, okay. yeah. Uh, so, well, that's interesting. I'll check that one out. Um, and, then, and then I just got this news, and nobody knows anything, so I'm just going to say that, that Jerry Anderson, so we talked about Space 1999 a few weeks right. ago. Thunderbirds are returning as a TV series. Wait, His, are you saying that Thunderbirds are go? Thunderbirds are go. Oh, my God. But what we don't know is are they still made out of wood? Is it going to be a live action series like that? Like that live action? Why don't they just hire the robot chicken people to do Thunderbirds? Totally. By the way, I discovered a site today um, that advertises on the Yahoo ads or the Google ads for Fanboy Planet that sells, um, and it's ClassicToys.com. That is just like they're just doing their own little when they can get a license. They're Mego figures. Oh, really? And I thought. Well, it must be the robot chicken thing, like so, so that people can go in, and it's really cheap. I'm, I'm sure the figure's probably cheap, uh, you know, not as solid as Amigo would have been. Right. But a chance for people to do kind of it looks like oh, so they, they can do their own robot chickens. There's all kinds of different 
you know, like law enforcement, a police line. The Super Knights, which actually was one of the lines from Mego. Uh, super Western characters. They have the Brady Bunch and Happy Days line. Uh, so you can it's sometimes popping up on the Google ads on Fanboy Planet, and you can click and see, and they're like five bucks huh. per figure. I want them to do the vehicles because I want a supercar and I want a Fireball XL5. Well, I, I, they don't have Jerry Anderson's, but maybe that'll happen. Yeah. Um, you know. Although I think honestly, Rick, in England, those things have never gone away. Really? That you can still find those toys like crazy. Says, we don't get it. There's not that much. I must away to England. Well, I'll be going in June. So, and I will just go, yeah, they have them. Have <laughs> <laughs> <Damn> you? <laughs> yeah. I don't see any pounds in this pocket. Uh, no, I mean, okay. But uh, if I see something, that's something to go, oh, secretly, welcome back. Here you are. Um, and then you uh, found that Heroclix is going to Star Trek. Yeah, they've got uh, Hero. Uh, Isn't Star it Tr- different? Isn't it flipped? Star Trek is going to Heroclix? Well, yeah, but, yeah, but Heroclix has existed for a long time, and they're finally releasing yeah, a Star Trek one. game. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm going to give it to him. All right. So it's a, it's a game-based uh, figure, figure-based game. Yeah, it doesn't look to me like it's uh, like buying small supporter packs. It's you just buy the game in its entirety. It looks like it could be expanded by additional figures and, and ships because you get the you get the crew and you get the ships. And they play and out at different parts of the board. And that's not a lot known about this. Uh, Coming out in June. I mean, so yeah. it's uh, far in advance. So, yeah, But the figures look really good. I and mean, it looked like an MSRP just, of like 60 bucks. Was yeah, that that's, right? And then that gets you a bunch. I mean, that's probably coming in at about you know 8 or $9 a figure. Plus, But you get the board and you get the rules and the cards and stuff. And it's so. based off the current movie continuity, right. not yeah. like yeah, classic right. well, At least the figures. And I am going to agree with, with Michael Goodson. Yeah, I'd like to play that, Rick. Why don't you buy that? <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, saying you cleaned out the Brett Cave. There's room. Yeah, it's still working on the Brett Cave. Yeah, okay. Did you see that? There's a tabletop version of Angry Birds coming. No, like for our, for but, like, like bars flick, and stuff. Do you no, flick them like, or something? I don't know how it's played, but actual. You just throw them. Yeah, you might like shoot them in a slingshot, or maybe there's a little like shooting. I mean, like thing a or tabletop. No, like not video. I mean, this is just like tabletop plastic. plastic things you'd set up, and little birds you shoot at it. So I can see I, well, that. I mean, isn't that? I mean, isn't Angry Birds essentially like the That's video the number the game, one gaming success gaming, story of 2010? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And my daughter has it. I haven't played it. She won't let me have. They just launched the uh, the. Uh, do you have Macintosh? I don't. I don't. I had to play it on like iPod Touch. Yeah. Yeah. The Macintosh uh, app store that just launched recently, like the number one game, is Angry Birds on on the Mac as well. Hmm. So it's it's on all the different platforms. Is there a version for Windows? There's a version. I don't know if there's a version for Windows. I don't think there's one for Android. Either. Is there a version for Wii? No. No. Okay. So that'd be fun. It's a fun game. Is there a point beyond just letting your aggression out and letting them Actually, build? the reason I like it, or the reason I like games like that, is it's one of those where it's, it's a... It's an, it's, it's, an old, it's an old take on the catapult-style games. Where well, you yeah, but it's also it has a lot right. of uh, replayability. It's like each round is, you know... You get scored. Yeah, you, you get scored, and, and score. it's like you try to knock... Because basically all it is is you knock down... You have to hit these kill pigs, the pigs, but you have to knock down all these, like, do okay. it in creative ways by, like, doing yeah. it. And so. if you have to stop for whatever reason, it's not going to, like, take yeah, you off. Yeah, it's not like, like it's like an that. ongoing game, but it's also more kind of strategy and geometry. It's kind of like a, it's like a pool video game. You know, yeah. I, it's just, it's like you said, like a catapult or, a sh- like, a cannon game. You're trying to figure the or, angle and the strength that you fire them off at, and it, it, it is, a, it is, there is strategy, and there is a, okay. uh, there is, there is, there's a very weak storyline. <laughs> 
So. Well, you know what? Again, what was the great storyline in Missile Command? And they're making a movie out of that. Yeah, you know, Angry so, Birds has more storyline than Missile so Command. So we're going to announce Angry Birds, the motion the picture. Especially after the Aflocalypse. Aflocalypse. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, when I saw your updates about the Jim Carrey episode, I knew that one was going to be up your alley. I just, yeah. I just knew that Jim Carrey That was Carrey the episode. best SNL I, in a long, long I, time. I, I think I found, I don't think there was a sketch on that episode that I didn't at least go, that was at least interesting. I love, I love the, uh, the medium. <laughs> no one <laughs> oh, does a thing. Yeah. But you know what? And this is always, anytime I ever criticize SNL, it's like, they bring on sports stars or some, you know, actor who's not that good, but he's like, right. you know, flavor of the week, whatever. When you bring on a true performer, a true comedian, a true mm-hmm. talent, they just they rise above the crappy material. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's well, what Jim Carrey did. His Betty White is always intense. Mm-hmm. Betty White was that's definitely. That's true. Right. That's true. That's they didn't mean. do anything all that clever with Betty White, but right. she sold everything. Right. And, and you're right. Jim Carrey still so, did that way. And Jim Carrey, you can just tell. It's like not once did I. And when, the, and when he sang that song on Worst of Soul Train, I knew. As soon, oh, as, he, as, soon as he did it, I was like, somewhere right now, Lon is wedding himself. I was giggling like a little girl. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I've heard that giggle. It haunts my dreams. Shoot, you made me lose my train of thought. I'm sorry. Uh, so, uh, soul Train of Thought? No, 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 no. Uh, oh, the one thing that takes me out of SNL these days is when you see an actor who's unprepared just reading cue cards. Like... They'll be talking to somebody across the table from yeah, them, but they're looking the right. off screen. Yeah. Yes. That just takes you out. And it's like, right. with Carrie, not once did I see him looking over and catching a cue card, a cue card or whatever. And I was like, to me, that puts me into a scene. It puts me into the comedy. It gets me into the joke yeah, I, faster. I don't, I don't like I, – I really feel let down that that's – because how many pages of dialogue does each one of those actors have to memorize for an hour show? I mean, 12? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, they say I, they say it's the kind of the breakneck pace of the show that sometimes things get cut. There's changes at the last minute. I I don't know. Yeah. Um. But I and Jim Carrey does just an incredible audio animatronic figure. I was just going to oh, say yeah. that too. That <laughs> the ride. <laughs> the one thing that you will take from this, aside from Jim Carrey's good performance, I don't have his name. Maybe you guys know it, but. If anything, the new cast member who was in that Maryville Brothers sketch with him. Yes, he used to be on Scrubs. Yeah, and he's, um, he Taren, is, Taren Killam. He's, he's pri- there. You can just see they're prepping him for greatness. That so, is a guy who's going to break out. Yeah, I'm still so just upset keep that an Jay, eye on him. Jay Farrow doesn't seem to be given a lot to do. but um, You know what the thing about Jay Farrow, though, is he's more of an impressionist. I saw him on Letterman, and it seems like that's his whole... He's yeah. almost like the black but, Fred Travelina. But that was Taron Killam's thing. Like they were trying to, you know, because it's it's likely that Bill Hader's probably not going to be on much longer. Hmm. Well, know? they all got to do eight years. That's their contract. Yeah, but I mean, fired, how, yeah. but how many years has he been on? Hader's only been on like three, I think. No, I think he's been on longer than that. He's been yeah, on as long as Sandberg. He yeah, and Sandberg were introduced in the same year. Yeah, but it's only been like four. It's years. only been four, three or it four. Feels years. like it's been more. They blew up quick. That's yeah, why. maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but, you know, they always have to have, like, a guy in the pocket. And so Taron Killam was hired to kind of be that guy. And that's on Scrubs, that's what they had him do, too. Was like, it was like he was the overly touchy-feely intern. Yeah. No, uh, he's, orderly. He, but he's a ta- You can just but tell he's, he's got a acting talented skill kid. Too. He's, and so, like, watching him and all that. Like, it, I've been impressed watching him this season. Whatever little sketch he's been in or had to do, he's always nailed it. He's always been great. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, sitting there going. And I, I noticed that, like, the first year Will Ferrell came on SNL. It was yes, like, the commitment. You just, you just knew right away. You're like, that guy's the breakout guy. So this guy, yeah. I was just say, keep an eye on him. He's going to yep. be the next big yep. hit. And he sold his, his fish mm-hmm. in the in the Apocalypse fish. Mm-hmm. He did. You know, I yeah. So uh, then, 
Yes. Did you watch the Inside the Actors Studio with Jim Carrey right after? Mm, right after? Oh, well, it was. It was like now it's in rotation on Bravo. No. I would say if you can, it, you'd be intrigued by it. Um, I mean, it's full of all this. James Lipton is just like pretentious, and that's every time why I, I avoid that. Show. Every time I watch that, and I go, he really is exactly how Will Ferrell made fun of him. Mm. And I and I always think, no, that had to be an exaggeration. Nope, not at all. But watching Jim Carrey is just so interesting both both the introspection and how on a dime he'll go into the into the wacky still I mean, because jim Carrey's like 48 49 yeah, yeah yeah and he's still just super flexible he's a, you know. and he knows where his bread is buttered yeah does he what's he got coming up anything well he's got this movie out right now that's kind of in the art houses i love you philip morris with uh uh-huh. ewan mcgregor but uh, notice to his credit when he came out and did his monologue Pump it Didn't all. Didn't plug nope. nothing. No, nope, he just, he's all, and even that when he <laughs> proposed to that woman, <laughs> just, just like, that yeah. Was be- and you could tell that a lot of that. That was not set. That I mean, that well, lady, you, he, I mean, sure they said his part, but. Right, but you could just tell that, like, he was just, I don't know, rolling with it. I thought it was great. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I loved it. So, well, we can end on a happy note then. There we go. Uh, so if you've got any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, uh, please write into editor at fanboyplanet.com or sandpaper at fanboyplanet.com. I am Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of FanboyPlanet.com. And I am Lon Lopez. I'm Rick Brett Snyder reminding you to use your powers only for good. Well, that was good. Now I can go back to work. And thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com.